Hi there, you're listening to The Med Free Life with your host, Rochelle Thomas. It's an alternative spin on today's solutions to people's health issues using food. My guest today is Pamina Soto, and she's going to tell you how she cured her neurological issues by going plant-based. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Med Free Life with your host, Rochelle Thomas. And today's guest is Jimena Soto. So go ahead, Jimena. Tell us a little about yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Rochelle. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and grew up in Mexico City. And seven years ago, uh, I moved with my family to the U.S. So um, I grew up in, in a very different country, different culture. And um, I used to be a very sick person. I was always sick. I had something new every day. My dad used to uh, greet me in the mornings like, good morning, what's your new disease for the day? So I used to go uh, to doctor and doctor and doctor in Mexico is different. The, the medical system, you just call the doctors and can make an appointment with uh, whatever specialty you want to you wanna see. So I was used to go to many doctors and see many specialists. Um, and one day, this was my, my wake up call. One day, because I was used to have like take meds, but for maybe a month or a couple of months, and that was it. But one day I was feeling bad. I was feeling very bad. I, I had had two depressions, uh, severe depressions in my past. So I thought I was having something similar. And I talked to my uh, psychiatrist and she said, um, you know what? I think this time you have to go to the cardiologist. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> give me my pill. I don't want to go to the cardiologist. And she said, no, yeah, I think you have something that she might need to take a look to. So I went to see the cardiologist and she ran some test on, tests on me. And she told me uh, I was diagnosed with POTS, which means postural orthostatic uh, tachycardia syndrome, which means that somehow you're veins on your arteries and, and the vessels l lose the strength to bring the blood again to the heart and then to the brain. So many people with that faint, uh, faint. but in my case, I wasn't fainting because my heart was just pumping like crazy, like trying to compensate this thing. So I was suffering from tachycardia uh, all day long because uh, the, the blood couldn't come up to my heart and brain. So I was, that's why I was so tired. So she diagnosed me with this and she also found high cholesterol. And she said, you have to take two pills for the rest of your life. And that was my wake up call. I had two little girls and I was like, I'm used to not being well. I, I thought my body was failing me in some way, but I, I was used to not being my 100%, but having to take a pill for the rest of my life, two pills, uh, that was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I asked her, "Is yeah, um, could, a, could a diet help me? And she said, there's not, no connection between what you eat and your health. And I was like shocked. And then she said, but, you know, try, try the diet you want. Try it for two months and then come back 
in two months and I'll give you, you, you have to start taking the, the heart pill, but I'll give you the cholesterol pill. So I, I started studying and, and researching and I was completely sure that what you eat has a lot to do with your health. Like I, it was my intuition. Yeah. So I came back two months later and she was astonished with, with my results. And she said, what did you do? What you did is what all my patients need to do. And then that was the time I realized that what we eat is what we are. That food is the building blocks for your body. So that was a wake up call. And that was the day when my life changed and I haven't been sick for, for 10 years. I do not take any pill. Uh, I just supplement like vitamins, sometimes minerals, but, but that's it coming from a lifetime of always being sick. So yeah, food has a lot to do with our health, our bodies, how we feel. Um, it was amazing for me to find that out. Yes. So I, too, have had some health issues in the past and I'm past them now, too. In fact, to the point that I became a vegetarian. But on the onset of my issues, I thought, you know, well, you got to get in tune with your body. If there's pain, if there's just something, you know, who knows you better than you? I wouldn't say even a doctor would, you know, you just know when things don't feel exactly right with you. And sometimes you may not be able to explain it. So I guess that would be the reason to actually go to a doctor. But long story short, I um, became a vegetarian about six years ago and I just feel a whole lot better. And with my health issues, I just really got in tune with your body and with my body. And like you were saying, food is medicine. A lot of people have a lot of, say, chronic issues. But then if you just think about what it is you're putting into your body, and I'm not, of course, harping being a vegetarian, but that's just, you know, my journey. But there's also side effects to medicine and, you know, things that say may interact when you were talking about the pills. Some people are on three or four different pills and it's like, OK, there's got to be an interaction with that or some kind of side effects, you know, and I just didn't want to go that route. So you said it's been about 10 years now that you've been well, but are you doing a specific diet or what is it that you're doing? Yeah, actually, I worked for 23 years in a Mexican environmental fund. And then when we moved to the U.S., I knew that that chapter of my life was about to close. So I started thinking, what can I do when I leave this, this environmental fund? And then I thought about my past and how I overcame all these diseases. And the thing is that I thought that I came to this world uh, not good, that my body failed me from the beginning. That was what I was thinking when I was sick all the time. But as I started to pay attention to what I ate, uh, I, I, I knew my intuition told me that it was that uh, because I was having a very bad diet before. So uh, I, I, I knew this chapter of my life was closing. So I thought, what if I started to become a health coach and then I can help people that are more or less in the same path I was. I, I didn't want to take any more pills. I, I didn't want to feel that my body wasn't good. Why? Uh, why me? I was asking. And, and, you know, you deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be happy. And it's just a matter of diet and lifestyle. So I said, I want to be, become a health coach to help people in this path. So I started studying to become a health coach. And then um, 
I, I wondered, how can I bring those two worlds together? The environmental world where I worked for 23 years and the health world. Uh, there must be a, a point of intersection between them. So one day I was uh, watching Greta Thunberg. Uh, she was giving a speech to politicians and corporations. And she was very mad saying that, what are you doing? What kind of world are you leaving to my generation? And my daughters are her generation. So I was like, yeah, what are we doing? But then I thought, well, I work for an environmental fund, so I'm already doing my part. But that question kept like tormenting me. I, and every time I thought about what are you doing? Then I said, I work for, I work for an environmental fund. Uh, I was a CFO. So I was always working behind the computer and the numbers. And one night I had this dream about a little girl. And I remember, I don't know, maybe she had the same eyes as, as Greta. They were in fire. And this little girl, girl was mad. And sometimes in dreams, you kind of know that you are related to some people in your dreams, but you, you don't identify them. It's kind of something weird that happens in dreams. And so I knew that little girl was connected to me in some way. So I was looking at her And I was like, okay, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. I was trying to calm her. And she asked me, um, if I ask you something, will you tell me the truth? The truth. And I said, yes, of course. And she said, um, when, when, you could, uh, when it was your time, did you do everything in, our pow in your power to reverse climate change? And at that moment, I just woke up and started crying and realized I, I was... I wasn't doing everything to reverse climate change. And then I said, I need to start making some research because I want to get to the point where these two worlds, the, the intersection of these two worlds. And then I started reviewing some, some uh, uh, reports from the UN. And in between lines, it said that to reverse climate change, we need to uh, reduce our red meat consumption. So I said, I'm going to start doing research on this. And I kept digging and I digged and I digged and what I found was terrible. And I said, I, I want to share all my findings with the world. So I wrote this book, Healthy Planet, Healthy You, with all the things I found. And of course, I started to change my diet. I, I stopped eating animal products. Uh, you could say, yeah, um, I'm more, I'm plant-based. I wouldn't say vegetarian because I also, uh, if you're a vegetarian or, or, or a vegan, you can still eat some things that are not good for you, like processed foods, which are vegan or vegetarian. So I tell people uh, to go more to a, a plant-based diet. So that's what I show in, in this book, what I want to tell people, all the things that are concealed. Um, you know, the, the food industry is, a, is an industry and they want to make money and they want to make money at any cost. They don't care about our health or they don't care about the environment. The only thing they care of is their profitability. So we're receiving this information that is misguided because that information is not in our uh, benefit, but in the industries, uh, the food industry's benefit. So, yeah, I, I also changed that. Uh, I think I stopped eating animal products about five years ago. 
five, four or five years ago. Um, the only thing I still eat sometimes is cheese because cheese, I explained that in my book, is very, very addictive. <laughs> and there's a reason why it's very addictive. Oh, that's 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 my Achilles heel too. I, I <laughs> it's probably the reason why I can't be a vegan or I haven't found the right one cheese yet. But that's <laughs> kind of my thing too. It's like okay, I can do everything else except for that cheese thing, you know. But we're all a work in progress yeah. too, so that could be yeah too. And you don't have to go uh, to one extreme to the to right the not overnight extreme. at least. Yeah, yeah, and and sometimes. You've done. You've gone very far. And having cheese now and then, I try to to buy cheese from Spain, which is very connected to me because my grandparents were from from Spain or maybe France because they don't use hormones. At least it's um, they're not they're not allowed. Uh, we don't really know, but they're not allowed. So I know that when I'm eating cheese from Europe, uh, it doesn't have hormones. The hormones they can use here in the U.S. So I just checked that uh, before eating cheese. Why? Okay, that's something to know. I didn't. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I yeah. guess it's the one non uh, no brainer kind of a thing that I do. Just that I need cheese, and I just go <laughs> go in and get anyone. But going forward, okay, that's a good idea. Check for some that with no hormones. Now, again, you did say you have a book, and it's called The Healthy Planet. And I'm wondering. So what you're saying is also about your what do they call it? Your footprint on the earth, yeah. or you know. So, of course, you need yeah. to make that as small as we can. Yeah, when I was doing this research, um, I was fi finding a lot about the, the food industry, but also the, the ag agriculture. Uh, one third of the greenhouse gas emissions come from agriculture. So, um, because it's not just uh, carbon dioxide. Um, the greenhouse gases include carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide and some fluorides, but they're very small. So uh, agriculture uh, causes carbon dioxide because of deforestation and forest degradation and the management of the manure of this livestock confined in these spaces where they have a lot of a lot of animals and they have to to manage that manure. And then uh, methane, of course, because uh, the, the, they have to manage this manure, but also there's a normal thing in, that it's called the enteric fermentation of ruminants, which are cow farts. And it's a reality. They fart and they, they, they bring methane to, into the atmosphere. So that's a normal part. And having a lot of cows means we have a lot of methane up there in the atmosphere. And the third one, nitrous oxide, which is the laughing gas, uh, and many uh, people working in, uh, on conservation, they say that uh, regarding climate change, nitrous oxide is not nothing to laugh about. Um, it comes from the, we use a lot of um, synthetic uh, fertilizers based on nitro, uh, nitrogen. So that's how we end up with a lot of, not, not a lot, um, it's around 6% of all greenhouse gas emissions, but it stays in the atmosphere for 100 years. And it's 300 times more potent than carbon dioxide. So it's a real problem. It's 6%, but it, in reality, it seems to be more. Um, so when we, um, and, and uh, there's another important thing in nature, large carnivores are rare 
in nature because they require a lot of animal prey to survive. So for every large carnivore in the Africa savanna, there are 100 animal preys. So if everybody in the planet, it were every person in the planet were um, carnivores, we would need seven planet Earths to supply that demand. Yeah. Uh, so it's not what I ask people when they're interviewing me or my clients, I ask them, how can we expect to be healthy if our diet is not sustainable with the planet we call home? It's like saying, I want to stay warm inside my house, but to uh, I'm using the wooden structure to feed the fire. Right. <laughs> At some point, you won't have fire and you won't have the wooden structure of your structure house. Structure anymore, right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what are we doing? Uh, and I remember Rita Thunberg telling the people, what are you thinking? What are you doing to us? So it's not just about us. It's about our children. We say we love our children and there's nothing we wouldn't do for them. But we're not doing the most specific and, and basic thing we should be doing, that it, which is providing them a good home for the future. So it's not just us, right? It's about your, say, your legacy, your generations to come afterwards. And I kind of feel like that's, you know, how the government or the FDA or whomever in charge, that's how they're, you know, it's just, oh, we're just going to live for the day. Okay, so what about tomorrow or next week or next month? Oh, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. That's not, that's not a, a credible answer for me. But okay, you do have the one book and you did talk about you changed your diet. And so I believe that we're going to go ahead and let you go right now. Thank you very much for coming on with me and you all. Thank you so much for having me. This has been The Med Free Life and I'm Rochelle Thomas. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to episode 12 of the Med Free Life with me, Rochelle Thomas. This is an alternative spin on today's health issues through food. Please like, follow, and review this episode and tell me what you think of it. Again, thank you for your time. <laughs>